0: Our top story tonight, it's finally happened.
1: DeAndre Hopkins has finally found a home. There is no more speculating. There is no more waiting. There is no more worrying. Unless you are a Traylon Burks or Chig Aconquo GM, then you are very worried. We also had Evan Engram sign a three-year extension with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've got some updates on the franchise tag of Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley and more. On player profiler today.
0: Finally happened. We had to wait so long.
1: First, DeAndre Hopkins, we thought he would be traded. Then he was cut by the Arizona Cardinals. Gets to find his new home. And when he was cut by the Arizona Cardinals, he gave us three criteria that he wanted. Number one, he wanted stable management, which is interesting because I suppose they have stable management in Mike Vrabel; he's not going anywhere. But they do have a new general manager as well in Rand Carthon. So I suppose if it's a two-year contract for DeAndre Hopkins, Rand Carthon can be well past two years. That's minimum he's going to be get at least three or four so that kind of makes sense but still new general manager new vision for this team he also wanted a QB who loves the game and now I can't comment on whether or not Ryan Tannehill loves the game but it appears so because remember Ryan Tannehill had a high ankle sprain returned too early tried to grit through it aggravated the high ankle sprain And then not to miss the rest of the season. But you can't say Ryan Tannehill doesn't love the game. He has played through some pretty wicked injuries. He tore his ACL with the Miami Dolphins, recovered from that. It's been an up and down career for Ryan Tannehill. Make no mistake. But the guy loves the game. I will give him that. Though this isn't the Super Bowl opportunity DeAndre Hawkins had hoped for. That wasn't one of his big three criteria. The other one was a great defense because defense wins championships. And that's not something the Tennessee Titans have at all. They have a solid front four. Jeffrey Simmons is a pro bowler, all pro type of player. Thierry Tart, one of the better nose tackles in the NFL, but he's a nose tackle. He doesn't play a full complement of snaps, and it is weak behind those two. And then at edge, they've got the return of Harold Landry, but he's coming off an ACL. Danico Autry now becomes edge rusher two. And before that was going to be Bud Dupree. That's a downgrade. They also have Arden Key come in. But again, that is a downgrade from Danico Autry, who was supposed to be the edge rusher three. So it's a good defensive line if everyone stays healthy. That's just the worry. Weak linebacking core, terrible corners for the Tennessee Titans so not a great defense pretty stable management and a QB who does love the game though he is not the best quarterback in the NFL and doesn't give him as much of a chance championship as even Mac Jones would have but whatever it's a two-year 26 million dollar deal for DeAndre Hopkins that averages out to 13 million dollars per year which is $2 million less than Odell Beckham will make this year for the Baltimore Ravens. But DeAndre Hopkins can also make up to $32 million in incentives. That would put him at $16 million per year, which would put him past Odell Beckham. And this is a bet on himself. DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to make 12 million in base salary this year. He can make up to $15 million this year. Next year, he can make up to, oh the to lie, I apologize for reporting while report out a Great episode. Make sure you check that
0: out, aired earlier today. But anyway, that's the first report on Doug Kayev.
1: And how is this going to shape up for fantasy football purposes? We'll get to that.
0: Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 Draft Kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team and you get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights that give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features, I mean. Individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you can take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioners section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league. Do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, <laughs> it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Get the draft kit and go and get DeAndre Hopkins because he
1: still has it. He was the wide receiver nine in fantasy points per game this year, played only nine games, but averaged 16.9 fantasy points. And this is right in line with the rest of his career. He took a step back last year, only 14.7 points per game in 2021. But before that, 18 points per game, 17.8 points per game, 20.8 points per game, 20.7 points per game. And this past year. Were DeAndre Hopkins to play a full slate of games, he was on pace for 1,354 yards, 717 yards in nine games, only three touchdowns, and still the wide receiver nine in points per game. He is still an elite commander of targets. And as you know, we at Player Profiler believe targets are a skill. He was number four in target share at 29.4% and number two in air yard share At 43.5%. DeAndre Hopkins is still playing at an elite level. He had a 51.8% route win rate last year. That was fourth among receivers. And his 47% win rate versus man coverage was second among wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins is still running routes at an elite level. And he is still very efficient. It's not just... The route running. It's not just the commanding targets. He is efficient. 2.21 yards per route run. That was 17th in the NFL. Despite his advanced age. 2.11 yards per team pass attempt. That was number 15. And most impressively. DeAndre Hawkins averaged 5.7 yards of cushion. From the defender. Every snap. That was first in the NFL. So even though DeAndre Hawkins. He never had elite speed. But they still. Respect DeAndre Hopkins so much that they are giving him cushion because they know one move from DeAndre Hopkins and it is all over. DeAndre Hopkins is still a dominant wide receiver in the NFL. He is going to be, if not a wide receiver one, he's going to be a high end wide receiver two at worst. He is going to be the alpha of this Titans passing game and that is bad news for Traylon Burks and Chigakonkwa well, especially when you look at the history of the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel back in 2019 AJ Brown the wide receiver won 84 targets that's not particularly great and what's even worse Corey Davis 68 targets and 47 for Adam Humphreys, the third option in the offense now this was with part-time Marcus Mariota Ryan Tannehill ended up taking over so Fast forward to 2020, and this is kind of the year that would give you hope looking at Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. In 2020, a year that they ran more than they passed in Tennessee, A.J. Brown, 101 targets turned into the wide receiver 5 in fantasy football. And Corey Davis, only 90 targets. That is the most that a wide receiver 2 has seen with Ryan Tannehill during his time with Tennessee. But Corey Davis was still the wide receiver 28. That's not great. That's high end wide receiver 3 numbers, but high end wide receiver 3 numbers for Traylon Burks. Like if you believe Traylon Burks is better than Corey Davis, then you can make the case that he could end up as a wide receiver 2 still. Especially if you don't like the Tennessee Titans defense, if you think it is awful like I do, then there is a little bit of hope that Traylon Burks can be 2020 Corey Davis end up as a high-end wide receiver two or wide receiver three, maybe push into wide receiver two territory. But then there's the rest. And granted, outside of Corey Davis, the Titans have not had a wide receiver two that can command targets the way that Traylon Burks showed he was able to at the end of the season. They had Austin Hooper as the second option on offense last year with 56 targets. 2021, it was Nick Westbrook Akine with 53. But that's not good. That's not good at all. And it's even worse for the wide receiver three. Adam Humphreys had 47 targets. Remember Adam Humphreys? That was a time. Then it was Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith as the wide receiver three in 2020, 63 targets. That was the best year we are hoping for 2020 Tennessee Titans, but maybe even more pass attempts because of the bad defense. Because we don't want 46 targets from Julio Jones like we had in 2021, the third option. We don't want. 53 targets from tra- four Traylon Burks like we had last year. He was the third option. Jacob Conquo was tied for fourth with 45 targets. So based on the history of the Titans, the wide receiver one averages 92 targets, but that includes Robert Woods with 82 targets and a rookie A.J. Brown with 84. So I'm locking in well over 100 targets for DeAndre Hopkins. He's 101 targets for A.J. Brown. DeAndre Hopkins is going to have probably at least 120, I would say. And the wide receiver two averages 67 targets per year. But again, we are hoping that Traylon Burks can take that Corey Davis role, get 90 targets, maybe push 100 targets. Wouldn't that be lovely if Traylon Burks somehow found 100 targets? It's just not likely. And then Chica Conquo, the third option or wide receiver three, including tight ends as wide receivers, averages 52 targets per year. Not good. There is... Not much hope for the Tennessee Titans, but there is that small glimmer of hope that Tennessee, despite passing more or passing less than they ran in 2020, somehow they get back to that type of numbers, those type of numbers. Hopefully the Titans, because of their degraded defense, have to pass more. Because otherwise, there's no way that all of these players are paying off at ADP. Tasha Spears is someone that people like to have independent value. That's probably evaporated. That's less targets out of the offense. And then now it's Nick Westbrook-Akine versus Kyle Phillips to be the wide receiver three on the field. And we know that Chig's the, the third option in the offense. But it's just ugly for a lot of players in Tennessee. But great for Ryan Tannehill. Great for Derrick Henry because it opens up the offense even more. Interesting. Interesting year for the Tennessee Titans. I thought they needed a rebuild. I still do. But hopefully DeAndre Hopkins isn't Julio Jones. I don't believe he is. I think I made the case that DeAndre Hopkins still has it in the advanced efficiency metrics. And in the target commanding. And in the route running. So Hopkins is going to be fine for this year. Hopefully trail on Burks can be a wide receiver three like Corey Davis was. And then it's going to be rough for Chig no matter what, probably. But another tight end that had some actual good news today was Evan Engram. He signs a three year deal worth 42 and a half million dollars. Gets 25 and a half million dollars guaranteed. That's essentially two years of the contract guaranteed. $28 million would be the full two years guaranteed. So, A little bit less than that, $2.5 million not guaranteed for next year. So That's pretty good for Evan Engram. He gets the security that he was looking for. He doesn't have to play on the franchise tag. And he deserves the payday after coming off a career year. 73 receptions for 766 yards. Those were both career highs. 98 targets is actually third in his career. So Evan Engram, despite not having the most targets of his career, Had the best numbers, other than touchdowns. Four TDs, the most he's had since his rookie season. But Evan Engram is a pretty damn good tight end. We just have to admit that at this point. Scott Connors, I believe it was, called him a unicorn because there's no other tight end that fits that profile other than Evan Engram, where he is small, doesn't play every down, but it just works. Tight end seven this past year at 10.4 fantasy points per game. And Evan Angram was on a tear early in his career. Tight end four as a rookie averaging 11.6 fantasy points per game. The tight end seven in 2018 with 11.3. And the tight end seven again in 2019 with a career high 13.7 fantasy points per game. And then he had some injuries fell off in 2020. Only 8.8 fantasy points per game. 2021 6.8 tight end 23. And then he gets into a real offense and he bounces back completely. Evan Engram is just good at football. Third among tight ends in receptions, fourth in receiving yards and fifth in targets, managed to finish second in yards after catch. And it's not just what he was doing after the catch. He was ninth in yards per route run. Evan Engram was efficient. He was 10th in yards per team pass attempt. He was commanding targets. He was... Doing everything you want from a tight end. Evan Ingram, you could not ask for more. He's going to finish as a tight end 5-10 to for the rest of his NFL career. And he's going to be someone that you can just start consistently. Because tight end is a wasteland. The one problem with Evan Ingram is the added target competition. Because he finished 21st in yards per reception. And they went out and added Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley now becomes the wide receiver one Christian Kirk, the wide receiver too, or you could have it flip depending on who you ask, but Evan Engram, he's fighting for third in targets with Zay Jones. And if Evan Engram sees a drop in targets, he's going to see a drop in fantasy points because despite how efficient he was, the yards per reception, the lack of explosive plays, he's going to have to either score more touchdowns or he's going to have to see the same amount of targets. And that's what we need from Evan Engram. But for the Jaguars, this is fantastic news. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Engram are all signed through 2024. You got two years of all these guys together for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And everyone but Zay Jones is signed through 2025. Zay Jones has a void year in 2025, so they could work on an extension then. But Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, they both. Travis 10 gets his fifth year option picked up, which is likely he's still with the team in 2025. Trevor Lawrence is 20 or fifth year option is in 2026. Christian Kirk signed through 2025 and then Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley. He is on a one-year deal, but he set up for an extension after this season. They didn't trade for Calvin Ridley to just let him walk. He'll get franchise tagged or they'll reach a long-term deal, which is good news for Calvin Ridley. Good news for the offense. And it's not just the weapons either. The offensive line is going to stay intact as well. Five of the Jaguars' top seven offensive linemen are all signed through 2024. This is a two-year window at minimum for the Jacksonville Jaguars where everything is the same and they can just add talent to be a little bit better. And then after that, it could be a new team. We'll see how contracts shake out. But with Trevor Lawrence, the window is always open. Cam Robinson... Center, Luke Fortner, right guard, Brandon Scherf, and right tackle, Anton Harrison. They're all signed through 2024. Cam Robinson is the current left tackle, but he's suspended. He's going to be replaced by Walker Little. And if that works, maybe Cam Robinson slides into left guard, and then all five starters would be signed through 2024. It is just Ben Barch and Tyler Shatley who were part-time left guards together last year. Those are the only ones on an expiring contract. Otherwise, the Jaguars, two more years with this entire offense. Minimum. That's good news for Trevor Lawrence and his fantasy football purpose or prospects. Looking at the other players under the franchise tag, bad news for Saquon Barkley, though they are getting a little bit closer that they could reach a deal before the deadline tomorrow at 4 p.m. We'll have an update on tomorrow's show about what actually happened but Saquon has been offered 22 million dollars guaranteed for the New York Giants that is the equivalent to being franchise tagged two years in a row so that's a start he's gonna want more than that but that is a start for Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs we have heard reports that he received a two-year 26 million dollar deal which would be 13 million dollars per year I don't know about the guaranteed money but That's a start too. There is some hope that a long-term deal gets done for Josh Jacobs. Even more hope a long-term deal gets done for Saquon Barkley. No hope that Tony Pollard signs a long-term extension, but that was always the plan. We knew that he signed his franchise tag right away. Tony Pollard looking to get the long-term extension this year after he balls out and finishes as an RB1 in fantasy football. So, final news and notes across the NFL. It appears that Deshaun Jackson may be retiring. Posted on Instagram that he did it my way, 15 years strong. Never another like it. Possible that that means he's done. He did it his way for 15 years. There will never be another like him. Or it could just be one of those athlete posts where it's, yeah, I've done it my way for 15 years and I'm still going strong. But either way, Deshaun Jackson does retire, he will go down as one of the best deep threats in NFL history, though I don't think he'll go into the Hall of Fame based on some of the other wide receivers of his era. Anyways, moving on from Deshaun Jackson, we have some updates from the Carolina Panthers. Brian Burns has been offered a contract. They have started negotiations. Remember, the Panthers declined two first-round picks from the Los Angeles Rams last year to give up Brian Burns, which would have been awful, For the Rams to do that, they no hope of competing last year and giving up two first-round picks would have been a terrible decision. But they're working on a long-term deal. And finally, the final news of the day also comes from the Carolina Panthers. Miles Sanders believes that Andy Dalton is a Hall of Famer. What? Per Miles Sanders, I have a good feeling about these guys. He's excited about his team. Come on. These guys work, and that's the main thing I've noticed in OTAs. We've got a very, very good young QB that's being mentored by a very, very, very good quarterback, a future Hall of Famer, Andy Dalton. And that's just not true. Andy Dalton will not be going into the Hall of Fame. Maybe he is a Hall of Fame person, a Hall of Fame mentor, a really good guy by all accounts. Andy Dalton seems like a genuine human being. Love Andy Dalton big fan he's done some incredible work off the field in his charity efforts so maybe that's what miles sanders meant in andy dalton being a hall of famer because otherwise that's just ridiculous
0: hey i want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in it's important to me that all of our media be free this is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business